A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Welcome to the Best Hang Podcast. I'm Max. Oh, I'm oh, fuck. Welcome. To- <laughs> We're leaving that over. All right, in. fine. All right, Jesus. I think it's because I looked at Max in the Zoom just as I was about to talk. I'm Mike, and we do have Max. We also yeah. have Shane. I wish uh, I was Max. Who- yeah, who doesn't? Uh, who is back from America, from Florida, from Disney. Mm-hmm. You're back in mm-hmm. Canada. We're all together. Lots to talk about. Lots going on. We're squeezing this pod in. Max has a busy day, but we need to do it. For uh-huh. the people. How's it going, fellas? I have a question for you guys. Um, oh. Okay, I think one of my best talents is <laughs> leaving Zoom calls or just leaving Hangouts, like just exactly when I want to. So like, for instance, uh, the inversion of this uh, or something similar that just happened was you guys were talking about a work thing just, and I was like, all right, we're rolling. I'm rolling. And I just did that. Okay, my question is, do you think I get away with that uh, because uh, I'm a famous person or just because I have some charm and sway <laughs> with my friends and the people I'm around well, or am I just rude? <laughs> you want to take that Shane or do you want me to hit that? I, don't first? I think it's hard for me to say, cause I'm, I guess there's too much comfort where I'm not, I'm not easily wooed by your charms or talents. So I, I you're not d- offended by me when I tell you, all right, we're moving on. I'm a okay, little I'm going to go. I'm a little offended. You, <laughs> there was, uh, we had a meeting the other day, a meeting that you called, in fact, uh, <laughs> and because you wanted to like start percolating ideas for how we're going to promote the, uh, the our dessert sketch show. And then you showed up and you were texting on your phone or playing like <laughs> Candy Crush or something the entire time. You had your feet kicked up and you'd only chime in when you kind of like felt like you needed to say two words. And I was a little annoyed. I don't know. I do get a little annoyed. 
I'm, like I'm very uh, like yeah. you know I'm easy to annoy. Yeah. Uh, you are. Yeah, you take things personally. Yes. Mike, what do you think? Do you think I am too abrupt? Do I need to work on my manners? Because Ash has called me out sometimes, saying like, Max, I know you think you're charming sometimes, but uh, it's actually rude. So you got to stop that. <laughs> I I think that we. Yeah, I don't think it's charming, but I think that we all have <laughs> friends and we all have flaws. Like we accept our weird little this, things. This, this took a turn, guys. I didn't think <laughs> it would go to we all have flaws. Your, your best talent though, Max, is you to be oblivious of your flaws. And to have confidence in that obliviousness where you are always seemingly comfortable and being comfortable does put people at ease. So when you are in a room, you are good at making people feel comfortable. And I think without that obliviousness to you maybe offending people, I don't think you would be comfortable if you actually knew that you were offending people at times. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think I'm so comfortable leaving because I've made people feel so comfortable and good that I've done my good work and yeah. I can just leave now. You know what yeah, I mean? Take, uh, we, we saw Bo is Afraid with, with Tom Power. And uh-huh. as we were leaving, Tom was going on a, a bit of a speech about his thoughts on the film. And I think he was saying things out loud because he was going to interview Ari Aster. So he was kind of testing them out on us. And then the light turned. You're like, OK, I got to go. I got to go. And you just walked. <laughs> and we all just left Tom in the dust. We were, we were, it was, it was all, we're all standing on, we were standing on the corner. It's the three of us, Ash and Tom. And Tom is truly going deep into his thoughts on the film. And Max, literally the light changed and he goes, we got to record a pod. Bye, Tom. And he starts walking across the street. And me and Shane are like, oh, so are we also just going to like, but Tom just went, okay, bye. And then he just started walking the other way. And it was like, all right, I guess that's how it goes. Kept it moving. So what are your, what are your uh, suggestions for me? Do you guys have advice? What, what, what should I work on? Because Ash, doing, um, I don't know. You're doing pretty good in this world, man. No, but I want to be better because Ash called me out on my hangry, my, my, my hangry episodes that I succumb to because I'm so weak. The second I have a tinge of hunger, I just Simon, turn. Our friend Simon Jane, DJ Simon Jane. <laughs> literally just posted a, a thing on Instagram and it looks like it's like you know when people like uh, memorialize a bench it's like for someone yeah. this bench this bench says for Barbara who was awful when hungry but otherwise pretty solid <laughs> <laughs> that would be me that would be yeah. me yeah I'm the same way hunger my no, mom but is the my same way is so bad I gotta get better it's Why, so, what do you so do bad. when you're hungry Oh, I just, Ash is so helpful. She's listening here and she, and she just wants to help. And she's like that with all of her friends. And then, and she can anticipate, the, the, the pathetic part is she can anticipate like 45 minutes into the future. So she'll very gently go, Max, I think you'll want, I think you want a snack. I'm like, I don't need a snack right now. And then 20 <laughs> minutes later, Max, are you sure you don't want maybe a little something to eat? I'm like, no, stop it. We're working or I'm doing something. And then 20 minutes after that, I'm like, I need a nap. Leave me alone. <laughs> this, sounds, from me. <laughs> this sounds strikingly similar to my conversations with Winona, to be I honest. Know, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I'm a fucking infant. I mean, Danica can be, uh, I don't want to use the word monster uh, when she's hungry, but uh, I'm very familiar with the, uh, with, with the, uh, the position that people take when they are hungry. They made a whole campaign Snickers. You know, you're not yourself when you're hungry. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yelling, they take a bite of the Snickers and then they're all right. Mm. Oh, when I come home from work and if if dinner is not ready, I go crazy. And it's not- <laughs> <laughs> 
like I just I go through the cabinets and I start shoving veggie straws and cookies and everything in my mouth. And, and Alex, are you like look glaring at Alex like while you're doing yeah, it? Yeah. Well, she thinks I'm making a show of it, but it's really like if I don't do that, I'll I'll start thinking I'm gonna faint or I'll I get so irritable. And I'm like, Alex, I do not care if you make me dinner at all. But if you are going to do it, tell me if it's not going to be ready because I will eat a snack before I get home and then I can be comfortable. I'm like, never make me dinner. I don't care about a home cooked meal. I don't care about anything. I love fast food and McDonald's and all this stuff and I will happily eat it. But if you tell me dinner is going to be ready when I get home and it's not, I go crazy. And it just, it affects me deeply. <laughs> and I, I really am not myself. And my mom is the worst like this too. It's a genetic thing. And uh, I honestly can't help I don't it. Know if it's a genetic It has thing. to be. Because people in my family are like this. Is oh, Lucy going to be like that too? Betty? Oh, Lucy's, Lucy's so much like me. Betty's a little bit different. Betty has more of an Alex disposition, but Lucy's totally like me, identical. Like really? She, yeah, is, she, is she quirky and uh Yeah, very uh temperamental and uh <laughs> odd. Like the other day, she came down, she woke up in the middle of the night. And she came downstairs. It wasn't the middle of the night. It was, for her, it might have been. But it was like, a, I don't know, 10, 30 p.m. And we put her to bed at 6. So she comes down and she goes, I'm just so worried. I don't feel like I'm going to be able to drive a car or have a job <laughs> when I get older. Or do, and I had this exact same conversation with my mom when I was going into senior kindergarten. I was just so worried. And it's so memorable. It's like one of those uh, wow. landmark memories. And I couldn't believe it. I started laughing. I'm like, Lucy, I said this exact same thing to and my mom. And guess what? Mom. Daddy still can't drive. <laughs> yeah. it is Mommy funny. drives. Daddy can't yes. drive. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy or something. So I'm trying to act like I was fine. Fine, but really, I wasn't fine. Everything kind of lived up. I had trouble in school. I could barely get through, could barely get a job, could barely drive. I had so much trouble getting a girlfriend. Like all these things actually plagued me that I predicted when I was, you know, five. So, Lucy, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell her that. Now go back to bed, honey. Yeah. Maybe some of the Lamparski genes will take over, but right now it's not looking good for Lucy. <laughs> Um, I was reading something though on like leadership about how if like, oh fuck, I was trying to find the article, but like sometimes like idiosyncratic leaders, like keep people mm -hmm. on their toes and because they're odd and they do things unconventionally. So, you know, when you read something and you just, and, and you want to see yourself in that mode and you're like, Oh, you still, you know, Steve Jobs, he was a weird guy or other successful people that like, you know, wear sandals to, to work or have like yeah. funny way of dressing or, or like, you know, playing video games during meetings with people. Disruptors. I, disruptors. Yeah. Am I, am I a disruptor? Maybe well, the, I'm just a disruptor. The problem is if you start trying to <laughs> contrive disruptive behavior. I don't think I contrive it though. Yeah. I think maybe sometimes you are. I think sometimes when you're on your phone, you might be thinking, I bet this is kind of a cool, weird look. I bet you like a kind of powerful guy would do this. And I think truly eccentric leaders, they don't even think of it. They're just odd and like close to the spectrum or something like that. 
my therapist said, Max, have you ever been tested for ADD, ADHD? She, yeah. said, she asked mm-hmm. me that uh, last week. I was like, oh, I never have been. Maybe I do mm-hmm. have that. Yeah, I, I might have it. Maybe it's just simply that I'm on the spectrum a little bit. Yeah, I, th- I think you for sure could have ADHD. Uh, it seems like almost everybody does these days. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, it's yeah, a like, very embarrassing affliction to have, to, to say out loud. But it's, it's oh, a why? serious thing. Well, because it's not taken seriously. But it is mm, a serious yeah. issue and it does have so many effects on your life. And to be successful, it's very difficult because you have to come up with so many odd methods, odd working mm-hmm. methods. Mm-hmm. Or like you, you know, ADHD is good because if you're really passionate about something, you can actually focus. And music is something obviously you can probably focus on and be really successful at. Yeah, to a degree. We'll see. Anyway, yeah. um, how was the, what else is going on? Mikey, we, we've been talking a lot. How are you doing? What's, uh, Mike looks around uh, the room. I, oh shit. Fucking, I was um, just like, I was enjoying listening to you guys. I was actually looking at my phone. I tuned out. Uh, you weird eccentric man. Yeah. He's just being eccentric over here. Uh, I'm good, man. Life's good. It's very busy time. It's a very busy time. So it's like, there's a lot of things happening all at once. Uh, I feel like in like a works uh, work realm and otherwise, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good times. Um, you know what I wanted to do, actually? I wanted yeah. to circle back briefly uh, on our last episode, which our listeners uh, um, hopefully heard this week. Um, we talked about the live show that we did at the Rivoli. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one thing that we hadn't, we didn't really talk about, which I wanted to say was, you know, obviously this is a pie. Our listeners listen to, you know, they know Shane and I, and of course, Max. So when we're talking about the experience, we're sort of talking through like our lens, the way that we perceive the experience. But I think that you can't talk about experience like that without mentioning how many people sort of contributed and did amazing work. And it really is sort of a, a group effort. And that means like the dessert, the way that the show was sort of like written and sort of like uh, came together. That also uh, sort of uh, was the case with the live show, meaning like, you know, John Popolis, who's one of the co-creators of, of the dessert the sketch show did amazing work. Uh, you know, obviously like he had helped sort of uh, shape some of the, the show and the writing of it. Uh, he was in it. Like he was literally one of the plants in the audience, nailed his lines. Um, Adamo, who's a writer on the show. Adamo um, Barbieri. Shane, ah, I think that's master. how you said Killer. Uh, a couple of his, uh, Shane, you know how many sketches of his were on the show, but what's so remarkable, and I said this to Adamo, is it's like his stuff, you know, because when you're writing a sketch for TV, you're going to shoot it, you're going to set up the angles, all that stuff. Mark Meyer's going to direct it, great, all that sort of thing. It's like, it's like that's that's one way for a sketch to live. But the fact that his sketches translate, I think we did what, two, three? I can't remember how many of his from the show we did in the, the yeah, live show. Yeah, Soft but- Spot and the, the Nipples sketch. Were mm-hmm. the Nero. Yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And I was, you know, it's, it's pretty remarkable when you can sort of write a sketch that works on TV or for TV and then translates to the stage. So, and he was in the crowd, which was great. So we got to see his sketches sort of performed live mm, on stage. Cool. Uh, and it goes without saying Jillian, Bella, amazing. Uh, Mark was there in, in some of the rehearsals and gave some great notes. Uh, Shane, who am I missing? What am I You're forgetting? You're missing Matt Unsworth, who, uh, oh, you know, the yeah. performance in the work improv sketch is from his direction. So, mm. you know, that whole thing was formed by him and Jeff DeSilva, who was obviously a writer on the show and part of all the brainstorms. So the live show was just a collection of all the sketches we did in the show and we just found transitional elements. Anyway, we spoke about it um, last episode, but we, we didn't really create Credit everyone, and sometimes it's easy to miss people. And we thought we would just uh, right the the wrong in case it uh, people were wondering who else was involved in the show. I think everyone was wondering about it. I think yeah. uh, I think everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I want to say? Uh, yeah, because most people uh, came up to me on the street. We were like, I noticed that uh, 
You didn't really mention the writers. Well, sometimes <laughs> you do. I can tell when. I can tell. I can tell when. No, no, yeah. we're not cutting it. I can tell when Max is winding up a bit because it takes a long time. He's trying to figure out which word to go to to get the joke out, but I liked well, it. We're Max, it. as you know, this mm-hmm. is for the writers this mentioned. It's not actually for the listening audience. Oh, no, I know. It's, I know. But yeah. what I was going to say was this is great leadership because mm-hmm. of course our listeners don't really care, but you know what, <laughs> as, as listener, as, sorry, as leaders uh, of a comedy troupe, you guys just displayed yeah. some world-class leadership by crediting your team. And you know what? I know what it's like because, you know, as sort of the de facto leader of Arkells, it's important that you spread, you know, we, we did a listening event last week and we had so many of our label partners there and people that work uh, at Live Nation and with the Junos and stuff. And you got to spread the love because it's all those yeah. people that actually really lift you up and make the thing you want to do successful. So uh, in yeah. every different it's, possible and it's way. It's tough being in a group of any sort, even if the mm. people are very nice and seemingly don't have huge egos. You know, it can get the best of you if you're never being mentioned or feeling like you're not being credited. And it's important to recognize people. Because sometimes totally. I'll just, I, I like to consider myself egoless sometimes. And sometimes I'll just be like, it'll grade at me and kill me. Uh, I'll, I'll lose sleep over just thinking about how someone's not crediting me. And uh, <laughs> I, I hate I hate that about me, but it, it sometimes is necessary to be credited. But I will say, yeah, the, the, the way those sketches worked on, yeah, as I mentioned last week, uh, on the stage is pretty amazing because I, I did not think they could. And then you guys nailed it and the writing, you know, could live anywhere. So yeah, kudos to everybody involved. Um, wait a second. You sort of just slipped in the, 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 you had a listening party. How did it go? Are people excited? Wait, I missed that. You really slipped it in. Well, you know what? I I like it that way. We're leaving it at that. Oh, geez. All right. right. Wait, you can't even say if it went well. <laughs> Won't even tell you that. Wow. Where was the listening party? I can't say. Wow. I can't say. That's all How I'll say. How many people were there? A few dozen, perhaps. Whoa, he mm. can say that. Few I dozen. Mean, 12, that's 36 people. Maybe, no, maybe, a few, yeah, a few, yeah. A few dozen. Maybe, be maybe four or five dozen. Holy wow. shit. <laughs> we just started doing math in our head? Like yeah. 36, 48. <laughs> <laughs> this is very, all very exciting, though. Uh, yeah. Crazy. Um, but, uh, guys, I was just in America. I was I just know. In, See, I was mad at you because I didn't know that. So <laughs> I'm sending Max and Ash what I think is very exciting stuff, like promotional mm. materials for the dessert. Yes. And they just go dead on me. And and that I'm, I'm losing sleep over that. I'm like, these executive producers ghosting Shane Cunningham, the, the star <laughs> of the show. I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I'm like, I give him 24 hours. And then I'm like, guys, what's the fucking deal here or whatever? And then <laughs> it was 2 a.m. Like, when you sent it, by the way. It was 2 yeah. a.m. No, it wasn't. Your time. It, I go to bed We're at 9 30. We're in the same time zone. No, we, we, time it was zone. not. Maybe you got the text at that time because you were on like airplane Wi Fi or something, but I did not send that text at 2 a.m. For the record, I sent it at a normal time. I go to bed at 930 every night. Let's pull up the receipts right now because Ash is texting me on the side right now going, it was 2 a.m. Shane. Uh, Okay, Mm. but that might be when you received it. Mike, can you attest that I will never be up at 2 a.m.? Okay, you know what? It it was, uh, might have been 10 p.m. Well, it was Friday night. We were at a, oh, 10, 16. It was 10, 16. Oh, okay. So that, that's quite the difference. 10, 16 on a Friday night though. Like on a Friday night. 
Like you, we're not. We have lives to live. I know we're not at home with little kids, you know, babysitting all the time. Wow. Okay? <laughs> you, you know, Max, when you sent me something recently to check out, what, that was very late at night, and I checked it out instantly. And you said I'd love your feedback as soon as possible. So. You know, well, it, yeah, but what he's saying, what Max is saying is you're not doing anything but lying around anyway as a dad, mm-hmm, whereas they're mm-hmm. out living. They were, they were, saying. you know, it's one minute and 40 seconds. You're the executive producer. And then anyway, the next day, <laughs> Saturday, when you have a lazy Saturday, you, oh, we'll get to it by 2 p.m. 2 p.m. comes, goes. <laughs> next day, I give you all day Sunday. No response. <laughs> then Monday, I have to beg for a response. And here's the, here's the response. Mm, feels a little long. What's up with the runtime? I'm like, I'm going to kill these people. So anyway, I did. I'm not mad at you anymore because I know you were on this amazing trip that I somehow mm. lost that you were out of country. I had to tell you because yes. you were talking to me and you're like, can you believe these motherfuckers? Yeah. And I said... Oh, mm-hmm. I'm like, they're gone for the weekend. They're at like a big birthday thing out of the country. And you went, ah, yeah. And then, then you had it more, made sense because the behavior just didn't grace. align with how I look at you guys as executive yeah, producers. No, we were working, but for some reason, I just couldn't get dialed in on this particular thing. But yeah, the trailer looks great. And we just had a couple of questions. It, whatever. It, it, it's going to be amazing when that trailer mm-hmm. comes out. As the executive producer, that's what I say. It's going to be great, guys. Don't worry <laughs> the about it. ass kissing part, like, you have to be like, Shaney, baby, beautiful. This, you guys all look amazing. <laughs> you're going to be stars. What's up with the runtime, though? You know, that's how you yeah, have to you're right, you're me. Right. You're totally right. I, 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 good note. I'll be better next time mm-hmm. as your EP. Egos. Mm-hmm. Matt, yeah. you're, you're an EP dealing with talent, Max. How do you like to be dealt with as talent? It's a great question. I like to keep things on the up and up. I think you're right. I want to be encouraged. I want you to lead with the good shit and then sprinkle in some suggestions yeah. afterwards. Like if yeah. you sent somebody, let's say, uh, I don't know, an album, an album cover or something, and they were like, hmm, a little long. You'd be like, <laughs> what? What else though? Like, you know, was, was, were any songs good? I The difference though is I think Max actually would hear that and be like, huh, and then literally move on. I don't think he holds it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he I would think care. It's true. He would care. No, I'd be like, huh, interesting. Maybe we should cut it shorter. I don't know. If Frookman <laughs> told you that, you'd want to kill him. <laughs> yeah. If Matt, depending on the way Matt phrased that piece of criticism, it'd be, yeah, I might be annoyed by it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we were anyway, South- back to your big trip. Tell us where it, you were. Tell us what you were doing. We want to hear all about it. It was our neighbor Jimmy's birthday. And uh, happy Jimmy's, birthday, Jimmy. Happy birthday, Jimmy. And he didn't really get a chance to celebrate his 40th birthday. Uh, uh, two years ago. So he just turned 42, but we just called it his 40th birthday. So anytime anybody said happy 42nd birthday, we told him to shut up and said, no, it's the 40th birthday. And we uh, went down. It was a nice group. Um, we had Birchall uh, and Brent and Ash and Savelli and some girlfriends and uh, Brent uh, a couple Brents. I don't know. These names don't mean anything to you guys. <laughs> what does some but, uh, girlfriends mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. That was weird. The, some of their girlfriends. I don't know. Oh, their girlfriends. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think it meant? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was good. We got down to South Carolina. We had, uh, you know, when you're traveling in America, you're like, do you need to show your vaccine passport or whatever? And we get to the customs guy. And we're like, hey, here's our passport and here's our vaccine uh, certificate. And he goes, huh? 
I don't need to see that. They're like, oh, okay, cool. We, we printed them off. He's like, yeah, uh, I'm kind of uh, the opposite of that, if you know what I mean. He's <laughs> 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 like, okay, this guy doesn't like the vaccine mandate. Um, we, uh, our, our driver uh, also had driven Stephen Colbert. Uh, who's from South Carolina. So we asked him about Stephen Colbert and Darius Rucker. It was nice to get a little sense of what was going on with the locals down there and who are the, the big wigs of South Carolina. Um, How were they? They apparently both very nice guys. Stephen Colbert, as cool as they come. And Darius Rucker is a pitcher or a musician? <laughs> He's a hootie. He's hootie. 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 Musician. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I knew that name. Yeah. Okay. So what did he say about Darius Rucker? Uh, really nice guy. And, uh, you, he, he doesn't have any security guards. He just walks around. He'll get up on stage with some of the local cover bands in Charleston and just do country roads, take me home or whatever his big song is. And, uh, what do you does look- Hootie really need security guards at this point? That's not a brag. <laughs> well, apparently, apparently he might. Hootie's I think bigger he's a big, than you think. he's a big country star now, Darius Rucker. He yeah, like Darius- changed genres and he's like, actually he's yeah. like legit. Like, yeah, he plays is. like the grand old Opry and shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I still don't think he, if he was walking around Toronto, he would need a security guard, though. <laughs> Probably not, but you never know. Um, it was also funny. Um, there was a, a no gun sign in the barbecue place. That's unsettling. Uh, yeah, it was like no guns in here. And then we asked wait, Jimmy. Wait, wait, where were you again? Charles, so, Charleston, where South Carolina, South Carolina. Is that an open carry state? Well, we asked Jimmy. We're like, Jimmy, is it open carry around here? And he goes, no, you have, absolutely not. Yeah, if you, if you have alcohol, you got to keep the cap on. You can't be drinking in public. And then I was like, no, no, guns. He's like, oh, yeah, guns are fine. <laughs> 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 um, so, so in that state, so in South Carolina, you, can, you can't walk around the streets with an open beer, but you can have your gun on your, the side of your, your, your belt. From what I understand. Yeah, that there is the go. case. There, there you, you go. go. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Again, on the first night, the American Free Pours got me. They always wow. get me. Um, so just beware when you go to America. Those big drinks. Um, we, we rented a boat on one of the days, and it, and Jimmy really wanted to ball out. So it wasn't just like a little dinghy. It was like a full-on yacht. Wow. Um, succession style? Succession style. Um, which brings me back to my favorite observation about succession that is, is from me. This is not something I read. Is that whenever any of the characters do anything on the show, like they'll, they'll be you know, on a private plane or on a yacht or in the fucking Swiss Alps or somewhere like extravagant and, and crazy. There is never, they, they don't even blink. They, they just carry on with their conversation. They're, they're, they've never once admired the thing they're in. And I always find that to be funny because any of us doing anything remotely extravagant, we go, holy shit, this is so fucking cool. Oh my God, look at this nice hotel room we're in. Oh, we're on a boat. Oh, like we got great basketball seats, like whatever it may be. But on mm -hmm. Succession, they never do that. But uh, a lot yeah. of the trip, especially on the boat, was just all of us going, this is such a crazy boat. What a cool experience to be on this boat. I took a nap on the boat. There was like three bedrooms uh, in the under area, like with like king size beds. Yeah. And uh, so, so that was pretty cool. Well, you appreciate um, it because you're not used to it. That's right. Yeah. Which, which really, you know, goes to show it's like, you don't want nice things too often because like, if you um, have them too often, then you lose appreciation you know for the it. expression that even Brad Pitt gets tired of boinking Angelina Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh yeah, perfect. Particularly <laughs> in the underbelly of a yacht. Um, <laughs> when, uh, you know, that whole like that angle where it's like it's nice not to sort of have all of the spoils of life and all that. the money because you want to stay appreciative. I don't know. I think like eternal security and not like having the stress of like where, you mm -hmm. know, making mortgage payments and stuff like that. I think I would give up the the the, the sense of wonder I have when I'm sitting courtside <laughs> if it meant that I never had to worry about feeding my kids or something like that. No, there's a sweet spot, though. I think yeah. you I think I think we're all kind of in the sweet spot, too. I think it's like everything's going to be OK if we just do it. We'll do nice things occasionally. Mm -hmm. And otherwise, we just kind of carry about and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, you know, enjoy our, our modest life. You don't want to be warped by extreme wealth? No. Right. No, I, I don't think so. Shane? Do I want to be warped by extreme wealth? Like, would you like, would you give that up to have extreme wealth? potentially change you get, get, oh yes a hundred percent that's all i want my dream and even when like we were talking about lucy earlier when i was a kid and people said what do you want to be when you grow up i would always say millionaire that's what i want i thought yeah. it was an actual thing you could be and for some reason i thought millionaires all wore uh, striped like jail suits and that little jail <laughs> yeah. hat i don't know why monopoly Weird. you play too much monopoly yeah, or guess. something but yeah i i don't want to work i just want to sit courtside and do nothing for the rest of my life <laughs> that's the dream man yeah okay well i can tell you the highlight i think um amongst all the nice things we got to do was tom moffett uh arkell's trumpet player he was on the trip and uh he brought his trumpet and there was a keyboard there at the airbnb and uh we had all these sing songs uh we'd get home from the bar and, you know, we'd play Bon Jovi, we'd play Beatles, we'd uh, play the band. And everybody was just like singing, eating, having a drink. And you can do that anywhere. You know, you could do that in the kitchen right now. Um, so 
it was cool. It was it was a really awesome mix of just like heartfelt. <laughs> but what? you guys are all like awesome, famous musicians. It's not the same if me and my mom are like, it's my life. Like it wouldn't feel as cool without an amazing trumpet player. I love that that's the Bon Jovi song you picked, It's My Life. Is that, did you guys cover that on the weekend? You had no, to we that. did. No, we did. No, you got like living on a prayer. On yep. Always that one. We got, yeah. Oh, that's not, because It's My Life is kind of fun and funny and ironic. <laughs> And also an amazing song. It's the best song to sing. <laughs> no. Yeah. You're oh, in no. on the joke when you sing that song. You're kind of making fun of it, but you're having fun with it too. You know, <laughs> what, what are the power rankings of the Bon Jovi songs? What, what would you say? Uh, it's Living on a Prayer, number one. That's got to be their biggest hit. Yeah. And then uh, Always. Always is a big one. I don't know that one. That's a huge song. I'm saying I will take the Pepsi challenge that It's My Life would kick that song's ass in a vote off. It's top five. It's top five. But I bet you if we. OK, let's look it up. I bet you the top. If I say top five Bon Jovi songs, it's going to be like Living on a Prayer. Always. Uh, uh, that the one that he did for the Young Guns movie. Uh, uh, oh, you on, give on love a, a bad name. That's a big one. And then the one about the Cowboys. Wanted I think you're going to be surprised yeah. with how high. No, Living on a Prayer is number one. I you, think you I, give love mad names number two. Yeah. And then it's my life. Okay. So it's okay. number three. Top, I knew it'd yeah. be top five. Oh, bed of oh. roses. Oh uh, yeah. I think so, it's um, my life has a billion views on YouTube. That's wild. It's a good song. So Do wait, you, I want to know on your trip, Max, who was the mm -hmm. star of your trip? There's always a star. Um, who I, Tom Moffat, I think it was the star. Honestly, uh, Birchall was great. Uh, Brent was great, but yeah, Tom Moffat, I think was the star of the, of the trip. And, uh, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy had an amazing time. We all had an amazing time. It was cool. It was awesome. I, I like uh, Southern accents. I like the food down there. I like the people. It's good. Sweet. <laughs> I'm going down a Bon Jovi rabbit hole. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah everyone's just thinking about Bon Jovi right now. Yeah. Shane, what do you got? You were to well, say something. I'm doing something that I absolutely hate tonight. Ooh, I like this already. Can you guess what it is? It's okay, like my it's least favorite thing probably I could ever be asked to do. Okay, hold on. This is actually a great question. It's not watching the Leafs game because that would be fun. No. Be, it involves um, being looked at. You're oh. modeling? Yes. Oh, photo shoot? No. Worse. You're modeling for something else. A fashion show uh, runway. Walk. What's it called when you hold walk? On, you're, walking you're, you're walking the catwalk. He's walking the catwalk. You're walking in the catwalk? Well, before you think it's like so legitimate, it's a, uh, a charity thing for like a, a shelter or something. But okay. I <laughs> accidentally about this cause. Clearly. No, I, I would give these people a million dollars if I didn't have to do it. I will donate any amount of money not to do this. But I got <laughs> caught up in a situation. I don't even know how it happened. I picked up Alex. She was doing a thing at CH, like a, a TV spot to promote something. And I, I just picked her up and a woman comes out and she's like, oh, Shane, yada, yada. It says a bunch of stuff. And I couldn't really hear her. And I went, yeah, yeah. And apparently <laughs> in that double yeah, I had agreed to walk in a fashion show. Wow. And that's actually like Mark Myers did a documentary 10 years ago. And he asked me what my biggest fear was. And it's literally people watching me walk. Have you been practicing at home? Briefly. Yesterday, I've been a little bit sick, so now I'm on the mend, and uh, I had Alex watch my walk, and she said, okay, yeah, do it like that, kind of, because I'm kind of, like, being funny, but... It, or what are you wearing? What's your outfit? That's more important. I don't know. I, the day we were supposed to do the fitting, I was too sick, 
And uh, so I just told them my measurements, but I don't know. My weight fluctuates all the time. I might not fit into anything that I said. <laughs> it's really tough because when you come back from a vacation, pants don't fit the same as when before you went on the vacation. So I'll see. Mm-hmm. But is there anything like that in your life? Like, you know, you being mm. Max, everyone thinks you're always comfortable with everything mike you're in a similar uh type of thing where you always seem like you're comfortable but that just makes you feel terribly awkward this is a great question one thing that i i remember um was i i've pride myself on being an athletic person you Mm -hmm. know that i can like just put me in the game i was playing flag football last night throwing touchdowns just like feeling like a boss but uh with my ex-girlfriend Lauren's family, they do these skates, like these, these family skates. And, mm-hmm. and her dad is like an awesome hockey player. And he, and it was like with all the, the families of the guys on his hockey team. And I'd have to go every Christmas and, and they all know me as like the guy from the Arkells and everyone's like sort of excited to see me or whatever. And I just can't fucking skate so I can go forward, but I can't stop or go backwards. So it was very emasculating or or humiliating, I should say. Uh, So that, so skating in front of people who think that like, you know, he's friends with all these NHL dudes. He's best friends with Kyle Dubas. Songs are in like NHL games all the time and I just can't skate. So I don't like that. That, yeah. I don't know. Nothing jumps to mind. I'm. I, there's got to be something. What if? Oh, if people want me to like, we were just talking about this, Shane. If people want me to cook. Like, if people mm, expect mm. me to like cook something good. Like, sometimes you get invited to like. We used to go to like a cottage a lot, and like the, our friends who would like invite. Part of it is every night someone gets assigned a meal, and so like people are trying to like outdo themselves. Like, someone will do like some amazing like oh, beef with that. like a, a drizzle or a drip or so. And it's like I don't like. I've spent a lifetime just like either like <laughs> eating out or eating basic shit like craft dinner. Like, I don't. I'm not, I can't do that. It's not at all my skill set, but it's not. So I guess I feel uncomfortable in the sense that I'm like, I have to tell them I'm not going to be able to do that. Well, I know, but I'm not even going to try and fake my way through it. Like I'd be just be like, can you just put me on breakfast or something? And I'd get out of it, but I'm not a good cook is what you I'm know, saying. Honestly though, like from what Shane said earlier in the pod about just like, I don't give a fuck. Just like I'll eat McDonald's, whatever, what you just said, how yeah. I feel about this. I feel like there's like so many guys, is this a guy thing or something where it's just like, you just don't care about like cooking. I think there's some guys that like mm-hmm. genuinely love cooking, but most guys, if they weren't beholden to like a family or or partner or children, They'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Just like, let me fend for myself. I'll eat whatever's nearby and exactly what I want all the time. But the idea of like putting in the work of cooking and don't yeah. get me wrong. Like Sean Dawson, I think he likes to barbecue and cook. Matt like, McTink. Yeah. Like, like there's definitely guys that, that, that pride themselves on it, but I cannot be it bothered. It feels like such all. a waste of time to me. It's like, what are you doing? You're you're spending two and a half hours in the kitchen and then you're shopping for an hour at Fortino's. Go get a hamburger. In two minutes, you're done. You could do so many other things. It's weird when cooking is the passion. Yeah. (laughs) Shane, you're so serious about this No, it it really, like sometimes, you know, Alex will be cooking a long meal and then she complains about it. I'm like, oh, I don't care about the meal. I don't care about it. Like, who are you doing it for? Like, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, she's unhappy that it's taking so long or? Or is she'll, like, if she ever, and she won't anymore because she knows the same, same conversation, like, oh, I just work so hard making this meal and then this. It's like, no one asked you to make it. 
No, no one <laughs> don't make the meal. We can't have meals be a stressor in our life. They can't be a stressor. So yeah. now she just ne- knows she she can't complain about she's it. She's gonna no make it. No one's complain. asking for it. <laughs> Ash just DM'd me on the side saying uh, it's a form of expression, which I mm. understand. Which mm. which is a interesting argument. A form Not of expression, you- but s- sometimes we you know we get the meal kits and. Uh, they tell you what to do. So how expressive <laughs> is that? It's like paint well, by numbers. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's different. I think some people, you know, would say like, oh, I found a recipe. I, I uh, you know, I made my own little adjustments to it. Is that what you call yeah. it? It's hard. I, I just don't look at it as like art in the way I look at other things as art. It's weird uh-huh. when you can eat art, I guess. <laughs> Eat your cre- your creations, yeah. Is yeah. that the title? It's weird when you can eat art. Uh. Um, but yeah, I had another embarrassing thing happen, uh, uh. and this is something too. I always wonder, like, when is my next big embarrassment thing going to happen? And I'm always like, have have I been through my worst? And then something will happen. I'll be like, no, 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 okay, that might have been the worst. And then another year will go by, and I'll be like, oh, okay, that was actually the worst thing in my life. But so. I'm on vacation with my in-laws and there was six washrooms in the house and my <laughs> okay. in-laws, they leave to go pick up groceries and I'm watching the kids. Alex was, I think, having a nap or something and I'm watching the kids and I'm like, geez, I really have to take a, a poop right now. <laughs> Use but- the bathroom for an extended period of time. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm like, I don't want to leave the kids alone. I'll just wait. I'm like, I'll wait 10 more minutes because... Uh, Is that we, how parenting works? What? You, 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 I guess that's how parenting works. You have to plan Not, this. If you're in your own house and the kids kind of know the lay of the land and they're just watching iPads, whatever, but this is a massive house and the kids can wander off and Betty's kind of explorative now and she can open a door fall. I just don't want anything to happen, especially if you're taking a, a crap for a prolonged <laughs> period. Anything can go on. And it, it's it's so exacerbated with in-laws over because if i was alone and i knew no one would walk in i'd be like no no matter what happens i can just kind of run off the toilet with my pants down and fix the situation but (laughs) in-laws too i don't want them to come home and see that i've just left the kids and the in-laws they seem to always come in if they just pop by i'll be in like the computer room sending a quick email and the kids will be alone fending for themselves and it seems like Mm. i'm never around them so i never want that perception to be that I don't watch the kids. So anyway, I'm just waiting for the in-laws. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to take this shit now. I'm going to do it quick. And then I'm going to come out because I usually do take pretty quick shits. Anyway, I go, (laughs) I leave the door. It's this washroom is in a bedroom. So I leave the door to the bedroom open. I leave the door to the washroom open just so I can hear the kids. Second I shit, I'm just real quick. I go to wipe. My mother-in-law walks in the toilet as I'm wiping my butt furiously. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just, it was the worst moment. It was like the exact moment, like Murphy's Law of Averages. Did you hear her coming? Did did you yell? Did she yell? The thing is, I've um, I have bad ears when I when I fly, so my ears were all <laughs> shit. My, no, no, when I shit, I'm fine. But my ears were my ears are still plugged from the flight. 
So I mm. couldn't hear. Everything's muted right now in my hearing. So she just snuck in and it was like, there's six <laughs> bathrooms in the house. What are the odds she would come in? Also, she should have noticed that there was no one around the kids. So I would think maybe she'd be a little more cautious. But that being said, the doors <laughs> were open. So she just ran out. But uh, yeah, it was it was a very embarrassing thing to happen. Probably one of the most, I guess, more embarrassing would be if she walked in on Alex and I like doing it or something. But yeah. I, I don't think that's more embarrassing. No. I, my question would be, uh, <laughs> would do you, how does the family handle it? After a moment like that or an incident, do you all like quickly make a joke and move on or does no one talk about it at all? Well, luckily, we had been all sleeping in the same room the week before when we were at Disney. So mm-hmm. we had openly talked about our bowel movements because we all noticed none of us were shitting on that trip. <laughs> and we were all sleeping in the same room. We were like, we had two beds. Alex and I were sleeping right beside my mother-in-law. My, our kids were in the same room. It was very, very cozy to say the least. And for four days, not one person took a shit. So we openly had this dialogue about how we called it unloading. We're like, none of us have unloaded yet. <laughs> I like that terminology. Be- because we kept joking about it, by the time she did walk in on me furiously wiping my ass, it, there was a comfort with shit stuff with her. Mm, but still, it was good. embarrassing. Um, are, you, are you guys a naked family? No. No. Are, th- are there naked families? I think there's some families that are very comfortable. Everyone's just kind of naked all the time. Mm. Like, cause you, I was just thinking about it because you got, cause you said like you could run out there with your pants down thing. It's like, Oh, there's daddy naked and mommy naked. No, no. Like I would never, I'm not a hockey guy either. Like I would never shower <laughs> and let anyone see me naked or change. You know, I get that, but it's different if it's your family. Well, you're, or yeah. There's like, we used to talk about like, like if you're a dick out dad, I'm, I'm not one of those dads, you know, no. <laughs> but and my dad wasn't one of those. But we have some buds who are dick out dads. <laughs> I'm not going to name names. There's a thing from uh, where from the This Is Important podcast where they're talking about dad dicks. They're like, oh, 92? Dad dicks were huge. <laughs> 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 oh, nine, those 92 dad dicks. It's, it's true. Because all the guys on the show would have been like children of that age and would have seen their dads. Yeah, anyway. yeah my and dad, I, I recall seeing his quite a bit. You had a dick out dad. <laughs> like, like well, he was wearing a robe, around. but he didn't yeah. tie it up very well. <laughs> Keep it loose. Yeah. <laughs> what about Mike Kerman, Max? Was it? Were you a nah, very open family? Nah, no, we, we were pretty conservative in that respect. Yeah. Modest crowd. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same with us. <laughs> same with us. But have you guys had anything similar to that? <laughs> like, obviously not where so. Your, where your mother-in-law walked in on me wiping my ass. Anything uh, like that? Imagine that. No, oh, but man. I do find that, uh, that that no matter what, it's always brutal. Like even in a public washroom, if you walk in on somebody who didn't close the latch properly, and you're like, ah, ooh, ah, you know, and that's the thing happens. Uh, mm-hmm. That happened to me in Charleston. A guy didn't close the latch on the stall, and uh, and he was just sitting there. And I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's all very jarring. So I can only imagine what it's like. Uh, yeah, I was at Union Station actually, and I was about to get on a bus. And I'm like, well, I better take care of business now before I get on this bus. And the, the <laughs> locks at Union are like, you got to press. It's like a button you press. Oh, but that's brutal. I guess I didn't press it <laughs> hard enough, so they're like, it locked. No one ever does that right. Oh, so I sit down, you know, I open up Twitter, I'm taking care of, and literally like a person opens the door and you, you have no choice, but to kind of just like, yeah, I'm in here. And and then they, they panic and shut the door. And then you're like, 
you're shook. So now, you you're know, shook. you're kind of like, can you even finish what you were doing? And anyway, yeah. it was it was the worst, but I felt just as bad for the person as I sort of felt put off by the whole thing. You know, I thought I'd lock the door. Yeah, yeah. That, that it would be. Yeah, w- w- the, the sound coming out of your mouth is never a word. It's like, ah, you know, ain't Dark Party in here. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. You try to put it together, but it's just like. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, don't lock Desperate. Oh, I'm shooting. <laughs> there needs to be a better system of figuring out if somebody else is in a stall. Like looking yeah. through the cracks and checking to see their feet, <laughs> making weird eye contact with them through the crack. That's weird. Uh, it's weird. And if it, and, and have a full stall, but it just needs that classic green means come in and red means don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's work on that. It's an epidemic. Well, Maybe that's what we'll solve next week. Anything else? Anyone seen anything good? Any no, topics? That's it. We got to wrap it up. Roll? Oh, we yeah. got to wrap it up. Look at that. Well, that's it. That's all. That's our episode. Thank you to everyone for listening and spending time with us here on the Best Hang Podcast. Uh, thank you to Nathan Nash for putting it all together. Thank you to Ash for everything she does. Guys, it's a great hang. Maybe the best. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.